Hello and welcome to the Taylor Remy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Taylor, and today we're going to be interviewing a person who is the president of a business consulting firm, Mayflower Advertising. Give it up for Bradford Colton. Hi there. Brad- pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to be it's here, pleasure. Eric. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. It's amazing to have you on the Taylor Remy Podcast. How are you doing, man? It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. I couldn't ask for more. How about yourself? All right. It's a beautiful day, too. Like, you know, I can't complain. It's very warm outside, actually, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I did nine years in Akron, Ohio. The sun never, never shines there, so I'm... <laughs> Here it's every day, beautiful sunshine. I, I'm never going to complain of it again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right, right. So, like, you know, uh, tell me a bit about yourself, even though I literally just like you mentioned some of some of what you do. Like, you know, tell me like about you, like in general. Certainly. So, um, I grew up in California, lived in Colorado, Ohio. Here I'm in Nevada. Um, I was a trained attorney. I was a business law attorney for about six years before moving into business consulting. Um, it was kind of an interesting story because I, I had a law practice. I was the youngest named partner in the state of Ohio. Actually, I wrote the literal book on the subject of elder law, teaching other attorneys how to do elder law at age 27 and started a law practice with my wife, had one of the fastest growing firms in the state of Ohio uh, using digital marketing. You know, no attorney was using Facebook or social media in any way, but we were like, we were hiring people left and right. And then my wife nearly died during childbirth. And um, she was our lead trial attorney. And as they put the baby on her chest, she looks up at me and says, I'm not going back to work. And so here I was, my entire life was dedicated to being an attorney and the law practice I'd spent years building is gone just like that in a moment. And I had to decide what I was going to do. And I figured, hey, I've been a business law attorney. Let me do business consulting. And, um, but I was, like I said, I was in Akron, Ohio. And Akron's not necessarily a big city. There's not too much going on there. So we figured, hey, let's try another city. So moved to Las Vegas. Three weeks after moving here, I was actually hired on as the president of a consulting firm. Uh, here I am doing business consulting internationally. We had offices in four states. And next thing I know, I'm referring billions of dollars of business funding needs to investors. I'm learning all of the marketing and structure of how businesses operate. And it's just been this whirlwind tour of learning a subject that I thought I knew as an attorney, but it turns out I knew nothing. And I, I had my own podcast for a little while teaching video gamers how to do um, business. And now I just I just kind of chill teaching businesses how to make money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Like you, you still, you're still active on the podcast though, right? I am not. No, I actually had um, a client that hired me in um, July of last year and it took almost all my time. So I, I kind of stepped away from my own podcast and, but it, it was, it was okay for me because I was getting to meet and work with world champion athletes and celebrities. I did a little bit uh, with Don King's family. He had a, a fight back in January there. I was there helping set up and do some work with them. Um, so I kind of stepped away from my, my podcast, working with gamers, and I moved more back to traditional businesses. Ah, okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. So like, you know, um, I'll be, I'll be honest, like, you know, you you told, you told me your wife uh, almost, almost died though. Like, you know, like. So like during birth, during childbirth, mm-hmm. um, like, how was that? How was that? Like, how was that for you? Like, you know, what was, um, how was that experience for you guys though? So, um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, most people don't expect bad things to happen. It's just not in their, their consciousness, but here I am. And this is alarm was blaring for nearly 10 hours straight. Just every minute the alarm would go off and they'd have to reset the alarm because they were checking her heart and her heart was racing and they had a crash team outside and all the doctors are looking at me and all the nurses are looking at me. Like, what's he going to do in case of the worst? Because I might, I really could have lost my wife and daughter all in the same moment. And like I said, she was trial attorney. So I've lost my business too my livelihood, like everything was riding on my, my wife surviving. 
but I'll be honest, I was, I'm, I'm pretty, like I said, I'm a kind of a chill guy. Like it, if it happens, it happens, you know, life goes on. Um, I, I love my wife. It's not, not, not that I wouldn't be sad if she was, she had passed, but I never really expected her to. Hmm. Okay. 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 No, no. Yeah. I was about, to, yeah, I was about to, I was about to say, say for a minute, but like, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, definitely, definitely like, you know, clearly she like, you know, came through in the kids and like, I'm just, I'm just glad she's okay though. As am I. Um, so now she's mostly a stay at home mother, but, um, um, so she was my business. She is still my business partner, but mostly she just critiques what I do. Ah, got you. Got you. Okay. So, um, yeah, like, you know, who you said you've worked, you said you worked with like, you know, a bunch of athletes, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Like, you know, uh, are, are there like any like name, are you there any like no names specifically? So, um, I did a little bit with Antonio Tarver, a little bit with, um, Kelly Pavlik, um, I've, I, I don't want to say too many names just because of NDAs, but yeah, yeah, no, of course not. Yeah. But, uh, oh, you were saying no, no. So like I I've been on the phone with the CEOs of some of the largest companies in the world in, in terms of media. So like live by live and, um, and showtime, but I, I, I don't want to say too much just because of NDAs. Oh yeah. No, of course not. Of course not. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got you. I got you. Okay, so like you know, but I assume you um you travel a lot though, right? Not too much. Um, it's it's fascinating because of the pandemic. So right before the pandemic, like I said, I had just gotten that that position at the consulting firm, and then the pandemic hit, and all of a sudden everything is locked down. It was locked down for like nearly two years straight. I remember um here in Vegas, like they actually put plywood over the casino doors to keep people out when they shuttered everything. And to drive down Las Vegas Boulevard, not see a car, it was just scary. So I learned how to do my business online. Um, that's roughly when I was doing my podcast as well. I got about 160,000 plus followers thereabouts on my own podcast. Um, and so I, I've tried to do a lot of just remote work now. It's, it's nice being home with my family. And you, you know, when I was not before the pandemic, it was... I was out every day and I, I was kind of missing my daughter growing up. I was missing my wife and I kind of got used to seeing them all the time. I got, I got customs of their face as the song goes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once, and I'm sorry to hear that you like, you know, missed your daughter growing up man. like, you know, I'm pretty sure that was like a, you know, a really rough time for you though. And I'm you know, it's, it's not any different than most people experience, right? Like when I was growing up, I, there would be weeks I didn't see my parents because my we lived in California and uh, we lived in a little town called Sassoon City, but my parents worked in San Francisco. And so it was a two hour commute one way for them. So two hours there, they'd work for eight hours, two hours back, and they'd go straight to bed or they wouldn't even pick me up from the babysitter. So like I, I almost never saw my parents growing up. And so I wanted to make it a point for my daughter to be there with her as much as I possibly could. Oh, okay. Well, that's, well, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I got another question before I get to my next question. Mm -hmm. um, how long have you been working at the consulting firm for? So um, I'm at the second consulting firm now. So the first consulting firm I was at when I first moved to Vegas, I was with them for about a year. Um, like I said, they made me president and it was three principles. Um, between the three of them, they had a combined like 120 years of business experience. So like they were old dudes, gray haired. Um, and after I was with them for about a year, they realized, man, Brad's doing so awesome. Like we're going to retire now off of his work. And I'm like, I didn't want this to be a one man show. So I left myself and, uh, went to, uh, Mayflower advising. Mm. Oh, okay. So like, so like, here's, okay. So what I'm getting from this is like, you literally could have retired like there and there, like there, 
like immediately because you were doing such a good job, but like because you didn't want to like, you know, do you didn't want because you didn't like, you know, want to retire and because you like, you know, were just so motivated to do a bunch of work, like, you know, you chose to like, you know, leave and go to another place. Oh yeah, I was thirty two, thirty one, thirty two, somewhere around there. I can't remember quite recall uh when i moved out of that firm and you know at that age I, like you know some people are like oh, i'm just gonna go hit the beaches like that's not me i've been driven since i was seven years old to like accomplish great things so it's not i didn't want to just retire i want to keep grinding ah okay got you got you the grind the grinding mindset man mm -hmm. like you know i gotta respect it gotta respect it but um <laughs> Um, yeah, like, you know, was there at a point in your life uh, where you saw yourself doing anything else? Like, I mean, as a kid or a teenager? Um, so yeah, like I said, when I was seven, it's kind of when I decided to, to become something. And it was during, I think it was the 92, it had to have been the 92 election. My mom took me into a polling booth with her, not polling, the voting booth with her. And she explained to me like, you know, whether or not you agree with whoever wins or whether you're happy about it, you have to have some level of respect for these people because they're putting themselves out there. They're putting themselves in front for public ridicule. And like, it's important that people care about their country enough to do this. And I'm like, man, I want to be a politician. And so um, the reason I became an attorney was to go into politics. And um, I, I didn't really care about being an attorney. That's why I didn't continue to be an attorney. Mm. Um, I, um, but I, I did the, the politics thing for a little bit. I ran for office twice. I um, had some people threaten me and my family. <laughs> so that's why I decided not to do politics anymore. Wait, really? Over politics? I'm not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I had a guy take me aside at an event, and he's like, "Oh, you know, we we've noticed you're doing really well. People are really talking about you, but the thing is, the powers that be really want the other guy to win. It'd be a shame if something happened to your wife." All right, that's the, uh, all right, bro. Like, I would have said, "Look, you can do whatever you want to me. Just keep, but keep my wife out of this." Oh yeah, they, yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I went around and I like started asking people, like people like, in positions of power, like, is this legit? Like, do I actually have to be concerned about this? And when they started tap dancing and like, oh, you know, he's going to win anyway. And like, there probably is something to this. And I, um, I'm, I'm out. This is too dirty for me. Yeah. That... <laughs> Wait, you said what? I'm sorry. It's too dirty. Like I'm, I, I ran as the honest, clean person who like actually cared about what was going on. Like I wasn't going to disparage anybody. And to, to like to find out that's how the game is really played behind the scenes because i mean i've i've done i've i've worked with the local politicians state politicians federal politicians i've, I've seen it all mm. and it's all the same it's all dirty it's like yeah i'm not gonna yeah it really is i'm not gonna lie on both first. sides i'm not saying one side or i've i've worked on both sides oh yeah no of course not both yeah both sides do have their own dirt man it's like you know i'm, I'm not gonna lie me um I can't say I'm on either side. I, I can say I'm, I can say I'm like you know in like in the middle. Like pretty much, I would. I don't know. I'd probably just vote for the person who seemed like they would do the best job mm -hmm. at this point. Like I'm not like I'm not gonna vote for a specific side. It's like you know whatever side that I believe will do the best job. Like you know I would vote for. But I'm I'm probably not I'm probably not gonna vote for a, for a while though. I, it's just not something I care to do really. I hear you. I um I like to say that my political party is capitalism now. Ah uh, okay. Oh really? Yeah. Like because like just because of this whole experience or just like in general? So like I, I was invited to some of the highest end fundraisers you could when I was 26. Okay. I was just out of law school and I was being invited to these fundraisers because I was like, people wanted me to be a judge. Um, and so I was being invited. I was being introduced to everybody. And when I got to talk to these politicians and their funders and 
you know, all these important people, quote, important people. And they were telling me that, you know, they really couldn't give a crap about what the average person, what happens. So they couldn't, they don't care. They, they don't do anything for the, the, the real person. I'm like, wow, I'm definitely not gonna be part of this party. So I started working with the other party and behind the scenes, I'm started talking to them. They're like high up politicians as well. And they're like, well, we really need to be sending people to re-education camps. I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that either. Um, so I'm like, I'm out, I'm done. I, I care about business and that's all I care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds t- yeah, that sounds tough. Yeah, that definitely does sound tough. Like this is why I, I I wouldn't want to get involved with politics either. It's too it's too complicated and and dirty too. It's just too complicated. Like, I don't think that's it. I don't think it's complicated. It's it's that people who actually care aren't promoted. That's not what it is. It's one it's in each each of the groups, it's one big old boys club. And they just mm shake each other's hand, pat each other's back, and then promote each other. And it doesn't matter what their policies actually are. It doesn't matter you know, if they're going to be any good. They're friends. Oh, oh yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's, a very, that's a good point. You know, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter that they're good or bad. It's the fact that they're friends like, you know, that gets them far, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. But you know, it's, I think it's kind of the same in business to some extent. Because you know, uh, was it Elon Musk had his text messages leaked or something like that a week or so ago and in it like there were billionaires going you know whatever whatever kind of idea you have i'm in it doesn't matter what it is without even looking at it it's like without any like fundamentals behind it it's just another boys club oh yeah yeah i'll be honest i didn't see the text messages that got leaked but like you know it's like you know it seems uh, seems pretty accurate i'll look it i'll look it up later i'll look it up later but like you Mm -hmm. know yeah i'll um yeah that seems about right though like, you know, a bunch of billionaires just agreeing to, like, you know, something that they don't know about. It's just, like, you know, that just seems pretty accurate to me. For sure. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, people really threaten your wife, though? Threaten my wife, threaten me, but yeah. We, 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 we would have, I don't know, me personally, we would have had, I would have had to do something about that. Like, you know, you're not going to. So I went to the mayor. I sat down for breakfast with the mayor of the city. And I told him what happened, and he's like, "Well, you know, these things happen." You're not gonna. I'll be honest. For me personally, you're not gonna. You can threaten me, but you're not gonna threaten my wife. So uh, that was pretty much. Um, I decided I was done with politics. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair though. That's fair though. Yeah. Feels feels me like you know you just still wouldn't threaten my wife, but like you know, <laughs> that's just me. Um. All right. But uh. Yeah. My next question is uh. It, if you could take back any mistake in your life, what would it be and why? Oh, man. Um, so I would say probably the biggest mistake, mistakes as in plural, I've made has been um, spending too much capital, uh, not necessarily money, but time and investment, my personal investment, working with narcissists. Um, like, I, I don't know if they're clinical narcissists, but people who clearly have some narcissistic personality disorder because they'll suck you in. They suck you in with all of their promises, all of their, their fabricated scenarios and lies. And I I've worked with these guys numerous times and, you know, I'll, I'll drop whatever I'm working on because I get, you know, these incredible promises and I know they're a narcissist going into it because you can just hear it in the way they talk. And it always falls through because it's, it's built on fluff. There's nothing really there when it comes to a narcissist. Oh, wow. That's, you know, that sounds annoying. That just sounds very annoying. Like, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be upset if I wasted my time with a narcissist. 
Yeah, but it's 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 not that I I wasted my time. Like it's I spent too much time. Like I got too invested. It's not that I wasn't okay with doing what I did. It's that I um I got too involved. And that's probably my biggest mistake in business is, especially as a consultant, is I'll get too involved with a client. My job is to advise them, not necessarily to be in the trenches with them. And sometimes I'm, I'll see them and I'm like, they're not digging hard enough. I'm like, you really need to be digging more here. Let me grab a spade with you. And I'll start getting in there. Before I know it, I'm the only one digging. And I'm like, me, that's not what I was supposed to be doing. I, I don't know. Me personally, I would have gave them a time limit. I would have gave them a couple of days or something. I'll be like, look, if you don't do this, I'm just going to leave. It's like, cause it's like, you know, it's like with my, it's like with my podcast too. It's like, you know, I give people a good, I give people like, you know, a couple of minutes um, to like, you know, join it. Otherwise I'm leaving, I'm leaving pretty much. Mm -hmm. It's like, I give them like 15 to 20 minutes and it's like, you know, that, you know, if like, you know, if they don't, if they don't show up, fine, I'll just leave pretty much. That's, um, that's one of the tricks about a narcissist though, is they will tell you that they're the hardest working person in the room. They'll tell you about all the things that they're doing, all the calls they're making, all this, but if you actually dig into it, they're not doing any of it. Mm, and yeah, no. that's, that's the hardest part is you have to get through the lies. You have to realize that it's just full of crap. Yeah, no, that, that's not, that definitely does sound like the hardest thing to like realize, to realize those like, uh, well, it's probably not that hard, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's something, it's something. Yeah. yeah but like, you know, oh, um, also like, you know, you also mentioned the powers that be like, I, I want to know who are exactly the powers that be. That's an interesting one. So um, it's the, the people with the money. Um, and it's it's not necessarily giant corporations, although there's plenty of them too. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't there, there's plenty of millionaires. There are a thousand new millionaires are made every single day in the United States. Every single day, a thousand new millionaires. So there's plenty of people with money who are willing to donate to campaigns. And I think it was harvard study maybe that said the amount of money you have to donate to a campaign in order to be able to have a significant influence on the candidate is only something like it's either seventy six hundred dollars or seventy six thousand dollars it wasn't all that much hmm okay okay is, is that all like you know yeah that's like it's just people with money in, okay. in, if we're talking politics like it's it's you know you can't run a campaign anymore unless you have a significant war chest. And so the only way to get that is by begging for money. And so most congressional representatives in this country, in the United States, spend the majority of their time on the phone calling lists of people that have been compiled for them begging for money. And those people who are being begged will go, well, you know, what's your stance on this? Hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that definitely does sound about right. But, um, yeah, my next question is like, you know, if you can do anything else um, other than what you're doing right now, like working at the um, business consultant place, like what would it be and why? I don't know if I would. I love it. Um, oh, um, so it's so I had considered for a, a minute, a hot minute that I could have been like a streaming personality playing video games. Um, until I started to get to know the streamers at the highest end when I was doing my podcast. And they spend like 12 hours a day, seven days a week, stuck there having to play video games. And most of them hate it. They, they get fantastic amounts of money, but they can't spend any of it really because they're stuck there in front of their computer, stuck there in front of their console, having to play video games. So like, like that was my yeah. second option. <laughs> it's not so fun yeah. either. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That sounds... I... That 
Uh, yeah, that just sounds te- that sounds b- bad. Like you're twelve hours. Oh yeah, they have quotas. Like if they do not stream a certain amount of hours every single week, they'll lose their contracts, they'll lose their sponsorships, which means they lose the millions of dollars they're making every, are these every specifically, year. Are these specifically Twitch streamers? Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, it's all the same. Oh, because I'll be honest, I think some people stream for like three to five hours a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's plenty of people making no money who stream three to five hours every single day as well. Damn. That's There's millions of them. Damn. So it's like, you know, um, so like, you know, whatever deal they have is they, if they don't stream for like, you know, that X amount of time, X amount of like, you know, hours a day, they won't make any money pretty much. So um, I was referring to the contract. So like Twitch, Facebook, not so much Facebook, Facebook's been trying to, to just entice people to come to their platform because they're a dying platform. Um, but YouTube, um, the contracts they have with the biggest streamers, the ones who get you know, 10,000, 100,000 views every single time they go live, they have contracts. And those contracts are just like any other business arrangement for essentially an employment that says you have to give us this many hours every month you know, and, or, and meet these criteria, usually a viewership amount, a viewing time, um, in order to be paid this much money. Ah, uh, okay. And if, like, you know, if they don't meet that like, criteria, then like, they'll get paid like, you know, uh, half of the amount of money they, they're owed, right? It depends on the contract. Some of them will just lose their contract. Oh, damn, that's 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 awful. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, that's awful. I I and I can kind of see why you didn't like you know um commit to like you know streaming. Yeah. Um. So when I was in the gaming space, I had my podcast, and I kind of like was blunt about the fact that I do not stream video games. I just talk about business. Um. But it's not like I wasn't playing video games as soon as I got off my podcast. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like, you know, I'll be honest, what kind of video games did you used to play? Um, I'm, I'm a huge world of Warcraft guy. Um, other than that, I'm a huge gears of war guy. Um, I'm before I came on, I was doing some, um, information pull and, um, just building some spreadsheets, watching some call of duty. Oh, okay. 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 Got you. Got you. Um, like, you know, how many hours did you like, you know, you, how many hours, like, would you usually like, you know, play the video games a day? Oh, maybe less than an hour. I don't play that ah. much anymore. Back when I was a teenager in college, even in law school, I played a lot of video games. I was probably playing yeah, I'm six not gonna, to eight. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I hardly play video games nowadays. Nowadays, too. I'll, I, I kind of want to get back into it, but I'm probably not gonna spend that much time doing it. But I do want to kind of get back into it. I, I just, I, I just want the, I just want the PS5. I don't want to play on the PS4. It's, it's tough having a wife and daughter. Um, who yeah. expects me to spend time with them. So, <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet it is. I bet it is. You're like, you know, actually, yeah, no, it is. It is. I'm not even going to say I bet it is. It, it, it is. But like, you know, yeah, but yeah, um, that's true. I mean, you do have to make time for your family, like, you know, for what's important than like, you know, a uh, video game. Cause at the end of the day, it's like a video game is not going to like, you know, um, help you with anything, help you clean, help you clean the house and like, you know, help you do this and that, or like, you know, just help or just like cuddle with you at night. night. That's right. <laughs> now, one thing you just said um, that I, I kind of want to like speak on if I can, is you said spend time with your family and what's important. And I actually think those are two different things. Um, your family. So like I said, when I was seven, I kind of decided my entire life kind of direction at that point. And then I met my wife and I started dating her when I was 25. So my dreams came way before my wife. So the way I see it, and a lot of the people that I've, I've worked with who are fairly successful see this, 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 way, this way as well, is that 
your family should not get in the way of your goals necessarily. I mean, you, they are important there. That's, you know, I've, I've made promises, um, legal promises, spiritual promises. Um, but my wife knows that if she tries to stop me from achieving the things that I've set out, like as my life purpose, I'll leave her in the dust. I may not leave her, but like, I'm not going to spend as much time with her. Ah, okay. What, wait, really? You told her that too? Yeah. She's fully aware of it. She's okay with it. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like, you know, like, was there one, like, you know, um, did you, was there at one point where she tried to do that and then you told her that or like, you know, did you just tell her that immediately? Um, while we were dating, like oh, this, okay. it, it wasn't a secret. Like, I, like, oh, ha, ha, I've tricked you now that like, no, none of that. Um, <laughs> when I, when we were dating, I told her like my, my life has a purpose. I'm going places and I need a, a partner. I'm not looking necessarily just for someone to spend time with and cuddle. I want someone who's going to help me get on that journey. And if you're not going to help me on the journey, you can be there on the sidelines. It's no issue. It's I just expect not to see me as much. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that's no, that's completely fair. That's completely fair. Like, you know, you just like, yeah, like, yes, yeah, like, you know, I don't know. It's because like, you know, uh, yeah, that's completely fair. Like, you know, she definitely should expect not to see you a lot if you want to like you know uh do this and that and like you know want to like you know uh keep the money flowing and like you know uh, keep food on the table too so it's like you know if you want to do this and that like you know she should expect not to see you a lot and i get she accepted that right mm -hmm. that's right yeah like, that, that's that's a good wife and good she wife. she loves being a business partner with me she's like it's the thing that she sees as the key cornerstone of our our relationship hmm. you know sex right. is great and all but like our relationship is really about trying to grow and be better people build something in this world, you know, leave a mark. That's, that's, that's really, that's really good. And that's fair. And like, once again, that's a very good, that's a very good wife. Like, you know, you really can't find women like that nowadays. Oh, you can. No, they're and, out there. <laughs> yeah. They're out there, but it's like, they're not around. Where are they? Like, I've been, I've been looking, I've been looking. Cause it's Just like, be honest. Huh? Don't front. Just be honest with them. Tell them what you want. Women want people who are or guys or, or people, I don't want to say guys anymore because things changed. Um, they want people uh, who know where they're going in life. That's eh, all right. You can say guys here. I don't care. I don't, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really care for all that. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not that, you know, but yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really care, care about the whole thing. Like, you know, it is what it is, bro. Like, you know, guys, like, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever they, whatever, like, you know, people want to be called. But, anyways, yeah, like, you know, yeah, like I, I've realized that too. It's like I've been want, I've been like you know realizing that like you know have you have to be assertive, like you know, and like you know tell them what you want, and like you know if they don't want that, then like you know just find someone else that would that would want to support you on like you know whatever you want to do. Yep, that's what dating's for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, okay. So my last question is um, what inspired you to like you know what or who inspired you to like you know move on with your current profession and why? So I had a client when I was at the law practice, um, that it was a business law client and he was an old guy, big business. And I was doing some contract work for him. And as I was reviewing all of his information, I had to get kind of deep into like how his business actually operated. And, um, while I was doing all this, I realized that there was, he was kind of, he was doing something really weird in his, I can't give details because of attorney client confidentiality, but he was doing something really weird that I thought he should change. And so while we were sitting down to do the contract signing, he went through all the documents. I had him sign it all. And after he finished up, I'm like, oh, by the way, while I was going through, I, I saw something that you were doing. I wanted to see if like, if you would consider doing X, Y, Z. And he's like, stop right there, Brad. 
I'm like, what? He's like, I hired you to be my lawyer, not my business consultant. If I wanted business advice from you, I would hire, have hired you as a business consultant. I want legal advice from you only. And so I saw, I sat there because like, I just got scolded and here I am like this big attorney. Right. And I got scolded <laughs> by a client and I'm like, well, I thought that was more fun. Honestly, I thought it was more fun to be a business consultant than to do all this kind of dry legal work. That's just kind of template by and large. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll become a business consultant then. Mm. Okay. So that, okay. So that pretty much is, that pretty much motivated you to become a business consultant then. Because yep. Like from then, from then on out, I started studying business, uh, leadership, marketing, and that got me a few clients. Those clients um, made me realize that Ohio is kind of a, a small state and they moved to Las Vegas. Mm. Okay. Okay. Like I can respect that. I can respect that. Like it, it really took a, it really took a scolding from your, from a client to like, you know, make you realize that's what you wanted to do. That's right. Wow. All right. I mean, I guess we all like find, I guess we all like, you know, become motivated in many different ways. Like, you know, whether if it's a guy screaming at us or like, you know, whether if it's like, you know, someone just scolding us in general. Right. And we, we have to keep growing and exactly. your haters are your biggest source of growth for you. If you listen to them. Not exactly. Not exactly. Like, you know, um, exactly. Like, you know, cause they're the ones who are watching the most too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, with that being said, that was it for today's podcast. I really enjoyed, like, you know, talking to you, Bradford. Like, you know, seriously. Um, Absolutely. Thank I, you so much, Eric. Anytime, man. And I appreciate you for taking the time out of your day to come on. Anytime. All right. Uh, any last words before we go? No, just keep hustling, keep grinding. You know, whatever dream you have, it can come true. Yeah, man. Like, you know, definitely, most definitely. And I'm going to keep hustling on this podcast too, because, like, you know, I want, I want to, I want to grow it. I, I really do. Like, you know, I love, I love podcasting. I love talking to people like you, like you. Just keep at it. Keep reaching up. That's what yeah. I did. And I was able to grow real quick. Yep. And I'm going to keep praying. And I'm going to keep praying, like, you know, keep hustling. That's all. I that's all I can do. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, with that being said, like, you know, once again, I uh, enjoy talking to you, man. Like, you know, you have a good rest of your day. You as well, Eric. Take care. Take care.